0: Everybody, welcome to the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Daniel Hummer. I'm here with my brother Doug. Yo, uh, Eric's here.
1: What's up, people?
0: How you doing, brother? Good. Good. And uh, back from a long hiatus. Clint is back.
1: Yo. It's
0: been a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, been busy. Vacation, what you know? I, I, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I'm ready to push you guys back in line.
2: We're just glad you finally didn't schedule your bikini wax at six thirty on a Friday night, and you're here to join us.
1: No, these yeah, haters, 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 haters. <laughs> haters.
0: Really
1: know I, 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 I really I, love you.
0: <laughs> Very well. Uh, anywho. Uh, we are here to the, for our seventh rivalry retrospective. I can't believe we did seven of these already.
1: Uh, I mean, technically we did six. This is the seventh.
0: Well, yeah. At the end of this, we would have done seven. Right. And <laughs> so we got eight coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're all clear. <laughs> all right. Uh, Randy Orton and Mick Foley. Uh, One of my personal favorite rivalries of all time. Uh, I was excited to do this one. And uh, it's kind of made Randy Orton who he is today, so it'll be fun to get into. Uh, Before we do that, do we have any news things to discuss? Uh,
2: The only uh,
0: news to really
2: kind of report is uh, to kind of go on what we talked about last week with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Naomi is the fact that they've been suspended, well, quote-unquote suspended, uh, and WWE on their TV programs keep taking shots, which is just absolutely stupid. And apparently the suspension is also without pay because people in management are not very happy with either one of them right now.
0: In real life?
2: In real life. That's why Vince McMahon keeps telling the announcers, take a shot at these two bitches for leaving. Because they're being petty.
0: Vince isn't petty. No way. Not at all.
2: (laughs) It's basically... And, I mean, Clintus can kind of speak on this, too. Because I know Clintus is a fan of both girls. Uh,
1: Okay. Apparently, I just set him up for it. So, go ahead, Clintus. Because uh, because I have been watching... I have, see, I have seen both sides, and number number one, for what I understand, was WWE knew from the start that they wasn't going to be on the show because he walked out. Around, they had a meeting before they made the announcement, and they did not like it. it was the number one. Was one rumor. Well, so they did not like the finish. They did not like Sasha. The Naomi pinning Sasha in the match. And I understand that. I'm like, number one, you're tag team champions. Why are they, you, going to have the tag team champions? Because so far, if it wasn't for Sasha Banks and Bailey, those titles wouldn't even existed, to tell you the truth. Sasha and Bailey, Fought to have a tag because their friendship was so tight, and they figured that hey, at the time when those tag team titles were created, you had strong friendships in WWE. It's like, hey, we can battle each other, let's make these titles worth something. Right. You had the iconics. Mm-hmm. Good tag team. Manny Rose and, and, and San, Sonia San, San DeVille. The
0: Riot Squad. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, I, I said it last week, too, when we uh, talked about it. They, Sasha doesn't feel like they gave the tag team division any respect. And she's right. They didn't. The, the Iconics, like you said, great tag team, they, they defended the belts like twice. And they held them for like eight months. Right. That's nuts. When you don't have anything to do for your tag champions, no matter women, men, whatever, that's a problem. And that says something about your booking. It kind of
2: reminds me, and I'm the only one that can really speak on this because I'm the only one that was really watching it back then because I am the oldest one here. Uh, The WCW United States Tag Titles which had been around since, like, Crockett developed them in, like, 85 or something like that. Yeah. And then they went away for a little bit, and then, uh, you know, uh, there was really no need for them, and then uh, Ole brought them back because Ole thought, you know, it was good. That was a way to kind of develop, like, makeshift tag teams. But really, there was no use for them because it was basically – WCW really didn't have much of a tag team division anyway.
0: Yeah,
2: they had the Steiners. They had, well, in like '91, they had the Steiners, they had the Freebirds, and they had whoever Arn Anderson picked as his tag team partner at the time. I mean, he had three of them in 1991 for Christ's sake.
0: Old Paul Roma?
2: Uh, no, he started with Barry Wyndham, then Larry Zbyszko, then Beautiful Bobby towards the end of the year.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. So the WCW U.S. tag titles, like. They tried to give them meaning, but it's just like nobody really cared. Yeah. It's the same thing with
0: this. It's going
2: to become a point to where Vince is just going to say, fuck it and get rid of them. Because now it just, it it becomes more financial of of a financial problem because you have these titles that, you know, were made, which somebody said it best last week that, their best, uh, like their best use, is like a paperweight for somebody's desk.
0: Yeah, but that's on the company. And yeah. To me, it's a little different of a situation because you're talking about a, a secondary title, the United States WCW Tag Titles, in a division as opposed to a main title for for a division. Yes, you have the women's division and you have the women's title, but then uh, essentially the next step would be to have women for the tag team division, just like you have men and then men in the tag team division. The issue that they
2: ran into was when uh, Nick Khan decided he needed to start firing people. Yeah. All right. And which also scares me because this idiot now is taking over for Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. All right. So Stephanie McMahon is not going to have a department when she decides to come back from, from her leave of absence. Yeah. Because that fucking moron it's going to fire every one of them. Yeah. Because he's, he's one of those guys that goes around, and you're fired, you're fired. You're, like, he just likes to fire people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's doing it like, it's a way to save money. Like, the less people you have working for you, I guess, like, the more the more money you save. Yep. But exactly. also, too, he's firing people that aren't even really making that much money. They came up from like their low-level NXT contracts where they weren't really making a lot of money. Maybe, you know, just in the beginning of six figures. And they get called up for the roster. He until, uh up until the point where they, you know, caused Triple H to have a heart attack so they could take NXT from them. Yeah. Uh, NXT, or Triple H was the one making the call of who stayed in NXT and who left.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: then. Vince and Khan and Bruce all cause Triple H to have a heart attack Yeah. so they could take over NXT from him.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. But what they were doing at first was they were telling Hunter hey, we want this person up in NXT. As soon as they get there, they fire him. So, But like the point is, is that they had a lot of talented women on that roster that could help fill the tag team division. But instead of pushing them you know, to you know, the top of the, the women's tag division, Nick Khan pushed him out the fucking door and said, Get the fuck out of this company, you're fired, I don't wanna pay you So yep. uh like if he would have just if you know he would find something else to get him to get himself off instead of firing people they'd have enough women in the on the roster to fill the division.
0: Yeah, because right now they don't. Right now they don't, and that's an issue. But like even with Quinn, it's half that and half bad booking. Because like Clinton said earlier, they had a lot of good teams. They had the Riot Squad. They, Kyrie Saint and Oscar were fucking awesome. Alexa Bliss and uh and Nikki Cross. Yeah, they were phenomenal. That was that's a, a makeshift tag team that works. Yeah, that's not an oddball. That is a an oddball team that works. And they had all these, like, the Iconics were a pure team. There's no reason to break them up. And they were both, I mean, they broke them up when they were in the company. Uh,
1: Go ahead. Look, I have to take a phone call. I'll be, call you right back.
0: Okay. Uh, But there's no reason that team should have broke up. It it makes no sense. In in my eyes. And, and like, what are you going to do with these? I mean, Peyton Royce, you could make her a star, but they didn't do that. You know, they just don't know how to, like, this whole women's revolution thing. You had the girls. Like, they had the talent for a long time. They just don't do anything with them. Well, right. They gave yeah. them one pay-per-view.
2: Yeah. And, again, that was a pay-per-view done by Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, now you've got to realize this. Stephanie McMahon is taking a leave of absence because she wants to focus on her family. All right. Which basically, to me, means, okay, she knows this company is going to hell. Because her father uh, is still there, and her father isn't molding her and Triple H to take over the company anymore. If if she if Vince was still molding Triple H and Stephanie to take over the company, he wouldn't have tried to kill Triple H.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Vince McMahon is the sole reason for Triple H having a heart issue. (laughs) You think so? Yeah. (laughs) It's a bit of a reach, but I mean. You're fucking with his brand. You say, "Oh, we're gonna redo NXT," even though NXT was fine to begin with, and they make it this NXT 2.0, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Okay, you know what?
1: I, I, I'm sorry, guys, but when you said you're messing with NXT. I think they, they killed it off once. Once you got fired, real real, that's when NXT to the grave. <laughs> He's not wrong.
0: No, he's not. All
1: right. And Vince
2: McMahon tried to push Triple H in a grave. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately for Vince, Triple H survived. But he wants uh, Nick Khan and Bruce Prichard to take over the company, which is so weird. I don't yeah. know
0: how Bruce had a come up, huh? Yeah, I. It's... I remember listening to his podcast a couple years ago, and now he's fucking. Yeah. I never thought he would go back, and now. Well, and, and that's the thing.
1: I again, didn't think like, I see. All right, let's put it this way. Remember when Bruce Prister came out with that five? The Brice Prister his podcast came out, and he did those yeah. five top shows on the network. And yeah, then yeah. they gave him such a hard time when he wanted to do the story on CM Punk.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't let him do it. Did it, he still did it, didn't he? He still did it, but uh, he still it, did, but, but
1: he um, something else. They the put it. so much restraint, like uh, because he he was un unfiltered.
0: Yeah, he was unfiltered, and now he's like completely filtered.
1: Yeah, he used.
2: To, I mean, none of his episodes go by go past an hour and an hour and forty minutes. Which I mean, length
0: doesn't matter, but he like he doesn't spill what he used to. No, because he can anymore. Yeah, uh, because well, his under this man
2: has him on a leash. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what like the thing is, is that with Vince because Bruce was a hell of a yes man. Yeah, as was as is Nick Khan, obviously. So Vince wants them because you know Triple H and Stephanie are going to give kind of a pushback because. Uh, Triple Stephanie is pretty much a female bitch. Yeah. All
0: right.
2: And Triple H is a, you know, Triple H thinks on his own. All right, because he knows that his father-in-law is losing his fucking mind because he's too fucking old. He should be in a retirement home right now, shit in his pants, <laughs> instead of running a wrestling company. All right. But this old son of a bitch is running the WWE into the ground because he wants to make sure that it doesn't exist by the time he dies. Like, he wants the WWE to get buried with him. Either that or he wants it sold. you really think that? Yeah. Because Vince McMahon is a selfish piece of shit. (laughs) All right. And I'll t ta- i mean I really wish that I could say like my true feelings.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> yo, now, Doug. This well, no, I,
2: I mean, no, because there's more hard shit I can say about him, but unfortunately you know, I can't. I mean <laughs> I think the person I mean <laughs> well to be honest well, actually no not <laughs>
0: yeah, I, mean, there, our, I mean our W deal is already out of the fucking window. Yeah. We well, lost the Pink deal. <laughs>
1: But no, it's just he, you
2: know, he just he's lost touch with reality. He was at one time one of the greatest promoters of all time. Yes. One of the greatest businessmen of all time. Yes. Now he's just an old fuck who, uh, you know, along with, uh, you know, along with Ric Flair is basically
0: overstaying his welcome okay. on this planet. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll cut it there. Uh. We'll let you I'll have you plug at the end. I'll let you calm down a little bit. I wanna start doing the plugs at the end. I think that'll be better.
1: Okay. No, I'll okay carry off of that, but good, good. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. I I mean we can. Yeah, I think you should just him them- Um and to uh my our, our buddy Kenny that that has been on the show here uh quite a bit. Uh more in the past. He he has had uh uh, a, a little bit uh, A tragedy kind of befall on him We're not going to go into uh, his business So I'm not saying leave that on there But uh, condolences to him And uh, prayers out to him My brother and the whole uh, The whole family, his whole family They know who they are I, I don't want to put their name out in, in the internet world But uh, yeah Our condolences are definitely with them And uh, yeah are our prayers Yeah, But Let's get into the topic for this week. Okay. And, and by the way, can we give some condolences and prayers for for those poor kids in Texas, and also the 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 yeah, border, I was about to say that in Buffalo? Yeah. Uh, our our condolences and prayers, and that is, I mean, this is a wrestling podcast to where we can kind of escape and not deal with the real world. But the the real world's getting fucking scary out there, man. And uh, uh you know, prayers to the family.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely prayers to the family. I hope the son of a bitch that did that to those elderly people in, in uh, uh, Buffalo is not a fan of this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you are, I
0: hope Funny your today. roommate takes
1: <laughs> liberties on you. you uh, talking about cops? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't
0: just elderly. So. Yeah, it was a lot of elderly and a couple other people. Yeah. But, but prayers and condolences to all of them. Uh. Let's go into our topic for today. Mick Foley and Randy Orton. Uh, this is one of my favorite feuds in the history of the WWE, uh, mainly because I grew up on it. Yeah. It's uh, kind of when I uh, started real I, I mean, I watched wrestling since a little guy, but I started kind of knowing what was going on around this time. Well, up until around this point, the only person you really knew was The Rock.
2: Yeah. Rock and Austin and Goldberg. Yes. Was I in The Goldberg? Well, kind of I made you, when you were, uh, when you were really little, I actually made you think Goldberg was awesome. Because so, <laughs> all you really wanted to watch was, like, Austin Rock. So, like, if I had, like, something else on the TV. You'd just be like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if I had Goldberg
1: like, on oh, yeah, Goldberg. That's
0: awesome. You no, know like, you, you should to go to hell for house
1: doing house house. that for you. You know, that now you should send that man to hell for doing that to you, <laughs> yeah. man. That is really uh, wrong. That demon. is wrong. Yeah. yeah. You're wrong. Doug, you should rot in hell for
2: doing that.
0: Give it about twenty
2: years, and I might be already. Uh, But and then uh, and then like if I wanted to watch like an old tape and Don Morocco was on it when he was The Rock, you go away. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, there's there's old Rock. Did it work?
0: No, uh,
2: you still outsmarted me, you son of a bitch.
0: Uh, The bread was always there. But, yeah, I I really grew up on this feud, and Randy Orton, I mean, this is, is, to me, is kind of known as the feud that made Randy Orton a star.
2: Yeah, by the way, Randy Orton is uh, just recently celebrated uh, 20 years in the WWE.
0: Yeah, that's why Eric wanted to do this, right? Yeah. Uh, Great idea. Uh, And, you know, Randy Orton's a legend at this point. It's kind of nuts that the legend killer's the legend now, but, I mean... He has been a constant for the WWE. He's, ne- he's never, I mean, almost the biggest star a couple times, but he never really had to be. He was just always that workhorse. He
2: was. It, it's funny, and I, I know a lot of people because there's a lot of people that hate on Randy Orton, uh, and um, I know, I know several of them hate all of them, but no, <laughs> but no, several of them.
1: At times, I would say I was I was one of those people, because yeah. some of the things that he done, especially with this feud, I would say, is things that uh, uh that legend killer, and what he did it was just totally uh, I was like crossing way overboard.
2: <laughs> oh no, he he did, but like, and the, the funny thing is, is that like with him. I I kind of compare him, you know, he's kind of like a, you call him a constant, right? Yes. He was almost like, he's almost like another version of the Undertaker. Because you know how like Undertaker was always a constant.
0: Yes. Okay. I, I was thinking that too. That's actually yeah. not a bad comparison because both guys are reliable.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure I just set. Twitter on fucking fire right now. They're going to be like, what
0: do you mean comparing Randy Orton to
2: uh, the Undertaker? What the hell is wrong with you? Well, That's and, a loaded question. We don't need to get into it.
0: And I mean, and well, and I don't know Undertaker's personal life, but it it definitely seemed like Randy's had a, probably a little more demons than Undertaker. Yeah. But I'd still say Orton's probably top five, most reliable in the business. He's always been there. When is he really not? And, and even when he was like, like on shit and, and, Going through rough patches, he was there. And and what's funny is he's been known
2: to be unhappy at times with his standing in the company.
0: Yeah,
2: and like he said that because when Rusev was getting like really pissy and bitchy,
0: he uh,
2: he went to Rusev.
0: He went to Rusev
2: and said. uh, He went to Rusev and said, you know what? You should leave. He goes, because I hate my standing in the company, too. And Rusev's like, are you going to leave? And he goes, fuck, are you kidding me? I'm making too much money. (laughs) So they could book me. So, like, he may not have always been happy with his booking, but he's just going to sit there quietly, make his money, and that's it. Yeah, and. And always give
0: 100%. I'd also put him, like, as a Chris Jericho territory, too. Except Chris Jericho, I mean, because he was loyal to WWE for a long time. Uh, obviously, Jericho floats a little bit more. But Randy, like, he's always able to do something and make it good. I just want to make sure he's not terrible. Yeah, that. he does. But he, like, there's so many different eras in his career, right? Uh, there's so many different, like, I'd say the weakest year was – 2016 he wasn't that great. When he was shooting well, with Bobby Roode and shit and smacked out live library. That the whole was Bray Wyatt shit.
2: 17 or no or yeah, 16 17. Yeah. yeah, 16 uh well remember he was out the first half of 16 with a shoulder injury. He had been out for like almost a year. And but yeah, like the whole Bray Wyatt thing and joining the Wyatt family and it was just but then like later on in 2017 when he became a heel again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it didn't necessarily look good, like when it was, he would put his to- tongue through Jeff Hardy's ear hole.
0: No, that was cool though. But he even had a career. He's a sick freak. <laughs> he had a career renaissance with this whole title run, and now he seems like he's having a lot of fun with RK Bro, which is good for him. Yeah. Uh, but this, so there's been a lot of different eras. Probably the best era is like the Voices 2009, the heel against John Cena. Uh, that's probably yeah. the best Randy but this one which if you want to make a comparison now I'd say NJF because he was just a Like you you couldn't look at Randy and not want to smack him in the face I think I was the only Randy Orton fan around this time everyone else hated him and to, to be honest that is the only negative thing that I will say about this feud is that it really cemented him as such a good heel and such like a career heel. And such a piece of shit. Because everyone loves Nick Foley. And yeah. Everyone loves Sergeant Slaughter and all these heels. that he's spitting in their faces. And it made him such a good heel that when they tried to do the baby turn, not too long after this, it flopped. Because everyone hated him. Yeah. You, made the, you made him such a good heel. You made everyone hate him. Now you want them to cheer for him. It's not going to happen. Well, because they all cheered
2: him in, in Toronto. Yeah, but you get one lucky title.
0: crowd. And, and Toronto is known to slip sometimes.
1: Well, because Toronto's stupid. Uh, but um, <laughs> the whole place is stupid. Yeah, well, the wrestling fans are But uh, like,
2: cause, but yeah. So when Toronto, you know, cheered him, you know, when he won the title, that's when they're like, all right, this is how we're gonna make this. But first of all, he was too young. He was too young and immature to be champion anyway. But when they put the title on him, it was mainly just
1: so it's Triple it's H a could get
2: the because right? they wanted to put the title so, back on Triple H because the the ratings were dipping, and they figured for some unknown fucking reason they figured, oh yeah, you know Triple H. Even though the ratings dipped when he was champion.
0: And he had most of the matches with Benoit anyway.
2: Yeah. So it's just like, you know, why don't you try putting these guys with somebody else? Don't put the title back on him.
0: Yeah. Uh, But Randy, like, I think coming after this, if they would have made Randy a heel champion and then maybe the leader evolution and you do the opposite. I mean, Triple H was a good heel too, but I think it could have maybe worked. A little more than it
1: did, at least. I think he could have been a good heel world uh, champion in two thousand five. He he could have. Let me ask, he, go ahead, Clint. Okay, so let me ask you this: You you said, do you really think uh, it, 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 during that time, do you really think Triple H would have beaten Benoit of all the matches? So let's put it in the rest of going to WrestleMania the twenty. They didn't really have a one on one match. Benoit beat. Beat Triple a, yeah yes, at Backlash, yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah, and, but Shawn Michaels was also involved. Yeah. They never no. really had a one-on-one match for the that, title Yeah, match.
2: they did. They had two of them. They had a match at Vengeance Hill 04, and they had
0: that Iron Man match. Now, didn't they have a match with Eugene, too? Or was that Vengeance?
1: That was Eugene the Vengeance
0: was thing. Okay, yeah. And they had the Iron Man
1: on Raw. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was two matches they had right there. Well, I'm not like a big like I'll, I'll say because I King only is a, said what is it what is a big what, I mean one on one I like a one on one pay per view type of. Vintage '04, I thought it was someone. Benoit was champion at the time, and he took Corn King, didn't he? No, there was bad blood the month before.
0: No, he, well, Clint's right because that was a, that was like mainly like Eugene was like a big part of that. Yeah, and that really, and it did kind of take away from Benoit versus Triple H as a main event attraction. So I get what he's saying. I mean, the Raw thing, but I get what he's I, saying. I
2: I under I understand it too. Uh, but like also too, saying that I mean the match did have it was a one on one singles match.
0: It was, but Eugene was basically in the match too. He 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 was there for wasn't he the ref?
2: No, he was uh, in Triple H's corner, I and
1: think. then
0: he screwed Triple H. Like people were looking at Eugene. Yeah, he. The, what he was going to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was a one-on-one match, but there was a lot of fucking shit going on. They didn't have, like, a, a real main event fucking... It's Benoit on Triple H, Yeah, and H, it that, wasn't, like, you know,
2: like a, a big pay-per-view. Like, Vengeance is just one of those throwaway raw pay-per-views that Randy Orton and Edge was the true match of the night anyway. Yeah. Uh, although I'm sure a lot of people bought a ticket just to see Eugene and Ric Flair team up against La Resistance. Uh,
0: <laughs> that was fun though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it sucked, but it was so
2: It it can't be any worse than the match Flair's gonna have on July thirty first.
0: Now yeah, I can't believe he's wrestling <laughs> but but good for him. Uh don't get me started on that. Yeah, we, we already passed the news. So, uh, Randy Orton and Mick Foley is an interesting feud, and one of the reasons it's interesting is because they only ever had one singles match. We're talking about like a, a one. They only had one for a feud. They only had one singles match. Yeah. And I don't was, remember Foley couldn't. I thought had two, more. but they only had one. Yeah. Because only two times. I mean, Royal Rumble counts. They were in the. I mean, they had the deal at the Rumble. We're going to talk about all this, by the way. I'm not. It's not going to be this quick. But uh they had to deal with the rumble. They did the thing at WrestleMania with the handicap, and then yeah. they did Backlash. Right. And that's the end. Uh let's go back to the beginning though first. Uh what what was the date of that raw when he was supposed to wrestle
2: uh No, you gotta go back even further.
0: All right, let's the go. Tuna back. Votes,
2: Rob. Yeah, take
0: it's... me back, brother.
2: All right, so I want to say it was June 16th of 03. It was the night after Bad Blood 03 and uh, it was Mick was out doing Mick had refereed the Hell in a Cell between uh, Triple H and Kevin Nash. I remember that. Okay. And Triple H had won because he stabbed Nash in the head with a screwdriver. I don't know what he did.
0: I actually really liked that match. Yeah, it was a good match. And to be honest with you,
2: like, yeah, Triple A – I mean, because that's when Triple H really had a stranglehold on on the world title. Yeah,
0: you hate that era. Okay. I love it. Because, you, you know, he just – he felt like he was the man. Yeah. Uh, well, he That's he was. I mean –
1: uh, all the people he was going against—you, you had what? Scott Scott Steiner, uh, who threatened, but really was wasn't really a threat. Ke- Kevin Nash, yes, he was best friend. I mean, the only person who really gave him competition for that title was really, really was Shawn Michaels. But Shawn Michaels, deep down, didn't really want another title run. Yeah, wanted well, when, yeah, when
0: Booker <laughs> T wanted it, Triple H said, "Fuck you." I mean, Booker T, to me, the two examples against that argument would be Booker T and RVD. Right. Those are two guys that got held back by seemingly Triple H's right. so
2: and, and back then, I mean, this is, you know, before Charmel ruined, uh, you know, Booker T's life and career uh, by saying I do. <laughs> got
0: a lot of hot takes today. But, uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, to be honest, see, I would have been happy if... Uh, you know, this if uh, Triple H and Booker T would have feuded like you know once Charmel started being in Booker T's corners and Triple H could pedigree Charmel. uh, but like, but no, like if, like you said though, he had that that stranglehold on the title because he felt like he was the only one capable of holding it.
0: Yeah. Of.
1: I should
2: make. He It was true to a point, because I don't think he could really trust any of those WCW guys, except for I think Booker was ready, and I think RVD was ready. But, you know, Triple
1: H, let's Triple H wasn't. Let's go. What? dogs okay, All right. So, anyway.
2: But, like, so they had, uh, they did that hell in a cell. Then the next night a Raw, Foley's out in the ring talking. And Randy Orton, Ric Flair, Triple H come out. And Randy Orton cuts his promo on Foley. So then Foley punches him in the mouth. And then Flair gets it. Because at this time, too, Flair and Foley didn't get along. In real life. In real life, they hated each other. Because when Ric Flair was the booker, Ric Flair had said, had wanted to fire Mick. Back WCW. in W C
0: W in W C W in like ninety four. Talk shit about Mick and his book, right? It was just after
2: this. Uh he wrote the book in he wrote the book in in all four. But he he he, he felt like Mick Foley had no business being in the wrestling group.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: And you know, Flair's another one, you know, you talk about me with the hot takes. Flair's takes are hotter than most of his ex wives. Uh, but uh,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm getting sued. Uh,
2: but like, so you know, they Foley gets or Foley punches Orton in the mouth, and then he starts getting beat up by Evolution, and, and then of course Maven and Al Snow make the big save for Mick at that point, because Al Snow and Mick Foley are actually real life. You know, best friend.
0: And Maven was tough enough.
2: Yeah. So they continued that, and then the next week Mick was honored at Madison Square Garden. They gave him a plaque. So Randy Orton congratulated by kicking him in the face down a flight of stairs.
0: Yes, that that's yeah. where it really started. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Uh, that was brutal. That was like a good like backstage segment. Yeah. And it was a good way to kind of... This was a good slow build uh, feud. And Mick had this in his head for a while that he wanted to do this with Randy. This was all his pitch from what I've heard. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he
2: feels like that he can get guys over. Yeah. Okay. He did, it for, he did it for Randy. He did it for Edge.
0: Yeah. He didn't do it for Carlito.
2: Yeah, which uh well the the bloom had already come off the carlito rose
0: the apple yeah ah uh, the apple had rotted pretty much oh you could say he did it for triple h too because that, that oh yeah made the, h, yeah i agree you're yeah. right he did make triple h a star
2: so but that's what you know mick does yeah So, like, the whole thing with Orton, and then, you know, going to, you know, where you talked about, I mean, you got to remember, too, when uh, Randy won the Intercontinental title, he beat RBD for it, and Mick was the referee. Yes. Okay? So, then they have this match the next night on Raw, uh, and um, he... uh, you know, Bischoff and Foley made a deal, and Bischoff said to him, Look, if you beat Randy in a no-holds-barred match tonight, then, you know, you get to stay as co-general manager or whatever, but if you lose, you're done. Yeah. And that's when Foley famously, you know, walked out of the arena because he didn't feel like he could do it. And then the storyline storyline lies, and then uh Randy spit in his face called and him a coward bro. called him a coward for a few weeks, and then Jim Ross refused to admit that he was a coward and then at the two thousand and four royal rumble
0: let 's go let 's really get into that so yeah. this is all all this happens, and then it goes to the royal rumble right? yeah uh so we yeah. get to the rumble and Taz is giving fucking JR shit. The Angry
2: Little Bastard, which Justin Roberts, if you listen to this show, I will mail you a check for five hundred dollars if the next time you introduce Taj, you call him the Angry Little Bastard. That should just that should be his moniker from now on. Uh and by the <laughs> way, Dan, if he doesn't, I'm gonna have to borrow five hundred bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: gotcha. Uh
1: what the That's hell. Family a family, family. thing. You know. That's when family really truly really got your back. Family. Yeah. Key words. Yeah. Family got
0: your back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God we have different dads. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> uh, Sharon's vote's going to go off. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh,
0: but the Royal Rumble, and you had the DVD. Yeah. I watched this at nauseam back in the day. Like, I, I've seen Royal Rumble 2004. I think I bought it. Somebody bought, it gave me, like, a
2: $30 Walmart gift card or something on my birthday, and we went to Walmart right after. Like, right after the birthday dinner. Yeah. Like, we, uh, like as soon as we were home, because the restaurant was, like, five minutes away from Walmart, but still. Went to Walmart right after. I saw two DVDs because, you know, I was still a VHS guy at the time. Yeah. But I saw these DVDs. I finally realized we had a DVD player uh, for PlayStation 2. And yeah. I'm like, all right. So I got the Royal Rumble and I got No Way Out.
0: All right.
2: And we, yeah, you watched the Royal Rumble, like you said, at nausea. Yes. Yeah it's one of your
1: favorite Royal Rumbles. Hey, it. Clintus, did you go to that Royal
2: Rumble in 04?
1: No, I did not. I went to the one 10 years later. Right, to the, the, 14. F- uh, to the one in uh, 15, right? The shitty one. Yeah. Yep. No, the one, I'm not the, the main event was like Lesnar, Rollins, and then um, John Cena.
2: Yeah, the, the, Not that the
1: was one in the 15.
2: 15th. Yeah, 15. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Eric, you were at that one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you <laughs> and everybody else in the arena were throwing a bitch fit about Dang O'Brien <laughs> getting eliminated. And I texted you and told you to quit being a pussy.
0: Did you physically <laughs> him on the TV? <laughs> no, but I blame him because he
2: loved that Dang O'Brien cock.
0: A lot of people love it.
1: He's a popular guy. He's a putt.
0: <laughs> Amen. Uh
1: my
2: pet down. Sharon and I agree on something.
0: That it's not what to get for dinner. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton, I mean, the Royal Rumble thing is one of my favorites because Randy. He's a little prick, but he also, he survived the rumble with Benoit for quite a long time. He, not had an, a, he did a half hour. He had an impressive showing. and 35 minutes to be exact. 35 minutes. Very impressive showing. Uh, he, like, you thought he might win it. Uh, he started it with Benoit. He's kicking ass. The whole night, Taz is giving Mick Foley, or, or giving JR shit about Mick Foley, Calling him a, a coward and telling Jr. Well, won't you admit that he's a coward? And uh Is like, No, I'm not going to do it. He's not a coward. They start the met, didn't. Did Jr. Eventually say?
2: It he said not? he goes. You know, you feel better? Yeah, he's a coward. And Taz is like, Yeah, I do feel better. I would have peed in a water bottle and thrown it in Taz's face. Uh, would you have the cap on? <laughs> Well, I put the cap on it, shake it up, and
1: then throw it in Taz's face. Yeah, It's not soda. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> put it in his face there. Okay, there you go. That too. All
2: right, anyway. <laughs> but and, and what was funny was that uh, when Tess got... Because Taz was the one that was supposed to come out. And I've talked about this before. Fuck Taz. Fuck him too. Uh... But, like, he got, you know, he got knocked out. And then Steve Austin, who was the sheriff at the time, goes, that's my number 21 entry. What happened? And they're like, he got hit from behind. He goes, well, can he make it to the ring or not? And they're like, no, he's unconscious. And he's talking to somebody. And he goes, what would you do? That's my number 21 entry. But you know what? You're number 21. Get to the ring. And then the person was moving. And he's like, I get,
0: don't get
2: to know the that. damn ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve was screaming. And then at first thing you're like, who the fuck is he
0: talking to? And then all these music hits. I loved him as the GM slash sheriff. But like that whole, everything he did was hilarious yeah. when he retired. And he came back in that role. He was fantastic. Yeah, and like, I think he made the role. <laughs> <laughs> he did make the role. He, he's one of the best. Right? Right. Him and Bischoff were hilarious together, yeah. and he was great as the sheriff as well. Right, exactly. Well, I couldn't tell you too, big. if it wasn't for Austin, I
1: think Stephanie Smackdown buried Raw completely. <laughs> I think that's really why, the reason why I stopped watching Raw, because Bischoff, I couldn't stand on watching by himself.
0: Yeah, it was fun to see Steve give Bischoff his comeuppance every week. Yeah,
2: pretty much. And then, you know, when Bischoff,
0: you know, because Bischoff was power hungry, which, you
2: know, that was the character.
0: Yeah. It was a good character. It,
2: it was a very good character.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but, you know, and then they were rumble. And then the next night on Raw, which is very, I can't remember the date. I, it's January twenty something. I know that. But it was the night after the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. One of the most underrated episodes of Raw. Except for the fact that Randy Orton bar- botched an RKO on Chris Jericho. When I mean botched, I mean missed. Because he went to RKO Jericho. Jericho had the walls of Jericho on somebody. Yeah. And Randy ran right past him <laughs> without like,
0: somebody
2: throw the water bottle back at you. Yeah. Uh. Randy, Randy Orton just kind of runs past him and goes to try to, you know, get him in the RKO, but slips.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And then he go. and then he has to go and do the spot again. Jericho just kind of looks at him, do it again. So he did it and he hit it this time. But like, yeah, that whole, that whole episode, because that really started the build of, okay, we, we had a feeling Goldberg was gonna go after Lesnar. Uh yep. Kane was getting tormented by The Undertaker. Yes. Uh Stacy Keebler and Jackie Gato were trying to petition to be on the Playboy cover. Yes. Uh, and uh Jackie ended up flashing her tits at Renee Dupree, which I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's a uh, First time Renee's ever seen uh, <laughs> female.
0: Uh, yeah. But so in the Royal Rumble, <laughs> but let's stay am brand here. Uh, well, it's a raw brand thing. It is a raw brand thing. But Mick Foley beat the shit out of Test. Steve Austin yells at Mick. We don't know who's going to the ring at this point. All we know is they had a seat saved for Mick. He's an entrant in the Rumble. One of my favorite moments as a kid watching Jr. He's got a card. I told you he's yelling at Taz. He's like ah, Mick Foley, and Mick, Mick charges down to the ring and he goes right for that little fuck and he starts beating the hell out of him. He eliminates both of them because fucking he doesn't give a shit if he like. I thought it was so badass back in the day. I was like Mick Foley has finally had enough and he's ready to kick this little bastard's ass. Yes. Yeah. and then they fought. Give
2: that. that. And then he gave uh, on Mr. Taco.
0: Yeah, out of nowhere. poor Nodio's just trying to enter the. He's coming out. He's doing <laughs> his thing,
2: and then Fo- and Foley just looks at him and says, "Fuck it," and just just sticks his hand, down, uh, you know, down his throat. And it's like, all right. But then again, that next night on Raw was the whole Mick Foley confronting Randy Orton and telling him, "Why don't you spit in my face now?" Yeah, Randy did it, and then Mick just started beating the shit out. of Yeah. And Mick also busted his own eye open.
0: That was like good, a great Mick promo too. Spit my face Randy, spit my... He's like yelling at him. And like he was really getting passionate and pissed off. He really put his all into this feud. You really got to give it to Mick Foley because he wanted Randy to become a star, which he did. Right.
2: And then like you had the thing, like they were kind of trading back and forth uh, you know like one week or like, uh, you know, Mick got the best of him then, and then the next week, Randy Orton beat the shit out of Mick, and then Mick came out later on in the night and got revenge on him. Yep. And then I think it was like the week after that that uh, he introduced his partner? No, the week after that, right. when uh, Randy Batista and uh, the old fuck, I mean, uh, Flair, uh, beat the uh, beat the shit out of him in catering.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, but, um, and then afterward, you know, they beat the shit out of him again in the ring. And then the next week is when he caught, uh, Foley, caught cost Batista and Flair the tag titles. And then Randy Flair and Batista about a half hour after that beat the shit out of him again. And like really beat it. Like, it was like, it was brutal. They weren't using chairs. Randy was using his fist.
0: And he was beating.
2: Yeah. And it was it was so... It was brutal to watch. It's like one of those gang beatings.
0: It was a blood. Yeah. At that point. It was a huge blood. Go ahead. Now, why didn't they have a match at Mania? Well, technically, they did. Yeah. I mean... I mean, the one-on-one. I think a lot... I. I agree. I think that, that probably would have been the way to go. I mean, I'm fine with the way this played out because the Backlash match is my favorite yeah. match of all time. And he said he. a lot of people were disappointed in the WrestleMania match, even though I still like that one. But uh, I he. That's, that was The Rock's last match for a long time, right? Yeah, and here's, here's the
2: thing about that is they didn't announce that match until two weeks before WrestleMania was going to happen because they didn't know if Rock was going to be able to make it or not. Yeah.
0: Cause that's because he
2: had, to, he had to do all the the press for, uh, is it Walking Tall? Walk, walking
1: Tall. Okay. Walking Tall is <laughs> a One of his movies. I didn't tell you it was a movie. He had a movie coming out that night, that day, at the same time.
2: Yeah. So, Walking Tall, like, he was doing a lot of press for that. So, they didn't know whether or not he was going to make the match. Yes. Yeah. And then when he called, and he, uh, he and when he's just like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. Because uh, it's Madison Square Garden and nobody really, I mean, nowadays they do. But, you know, back then, because uh, Madison Square Garden back in the day for, for the longest time, was basically considered, like, wrestling's, like, holy ground. Yeah. You know, I don't... Yep. Uh, you know, some might say church, but that would be, like, taking it, like, a little too far. But it is, like, it's holy ground because that's where, like, the guys in New York go to make it big. Yeah. Okay, so, like, nobody ever wanted to pass up a shot at the Garden.
0: No.
2: Uh. And... That's where WrestleMania 20 was going to be. yeah. So now, so that's one of the reasons why Rock's like, you know, fuck it, I'll do it. But yeah, they didn't, up until about two weeks before the show, they still were not sure the thing was going to happen or not, because it all depended on Rock, you know, getting clearance to do this. And this is before Rock was such a huge star. Yeah. See, now, like, they want, you know, nowadays, you know, trying to get Rock to do this WrestleMania match with Roman, he keeps agreeing to it. His agents keep like, accepting movie parts on yeah. his behalf.
0: But, like, now he's a lot more busy than he was then. Yeah, well... <laughs> but he was budding into it, but now he's literally the biggest actor of all time.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's why, like, it's hard... uh That's why, like, Vince has been trying... Keeps trying to schedule matches
0: for him to do, but he's got to do it like three years ahead of time. Yeah, because Rock's too busy. And but he's in fucking... He's got so many movie roles. He has that energy drink. He's got his own tequila. He owns DXFL now. Yeah. He's fucking... He's got an energy
1: drink?
0: Yeah, ZOA. That's the one I was trying to get a package of. I'm still going to at some point. But uh though it's like a healthy energy drink. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's apparently really good. Uh Bobby likes it. I want to try it. Yeah, but like... But, yeah, because, uh,
2: but, you know, they're still trying to get him because they want him to do this match with Roman Reigns. The problem is, is that right. his, well, yeah, he's busy because his agency, the agency he works for, one, does not want him to wrestle anymore. Yeah. So when he keeps telling Vince McMahon, don't worry, I will do these, this match for you, his agency's just like, nah, fuck you. We're going to keep scheduling you movies because we do not want you to go back. They put an insurance policy on yeah. him. On him, for well, Christ's yeah. sake. I
0: mean, he's worth a lot of money in the Well, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with. it. I mean, that's, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid very well for WrestleMania. But I'm. Th- he's probably getting paid a little bit no, more No, I, I, I think. Ass, he you know? should just be. He should quit making the promise that he's going to come back and do. He loves
2: it too. Well, and I understand that. But also too, when you're making a lot of money and. Your agent happens to be your ex-wife,
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, which, one, I don't even know how the hell that works. They seem to work well together. It's, which is, I don't know.
0: She's uh, like the heart and soul of that up from what I've heard.
2: Yeah. So, like, when your agent is your ex-wife, who basically can take you to the cleaners if she wants
0: to. And she She's a bodybuilder, too. Yeah. And she's a very attractive woman too. So you know Rock married very well. Please don't piss off Rock. I want Rock on the show one of these. Yeah. Days. You can't talk anything bad about Rock. No, I'm not talking bad about him. I okay. think he I, I, I like the rock. Good. But no, everyone likes
2: the rock. It's just uh it's just very hard to back then it was still because, you know, nobody knew what kind of a, actor he was gonna be. He had a good, you know, five-minute part in the Scorpion King 2, or Scorpion King, or not, or in the Mummy Mummy, Returns. Mummy
0: Returns, yeah. All
2: right. Scorpion King was very good.
0: Yeah. Uh, But not like a, it was a hit, but it wasn't like,
2: you know. I mean, no, it wasn't
0: like. I mean, it was, it, a it was just success.
1: good. It was yeah. good
0: enough to where we went and bought the VHS. Well, no, it was a great. I loved the movie, yeah. but I, I'm not sure if it like killed it in the box office. Yeah.
2: Uh, Rundown was a decent movie. That was a
0: good movie. Rundown was a great
2: movie. But uh, Walking Hall I think, was his best movie up to the yeah, yeah, up, you did, up to was, that yeah. point. And then he did Doom.
0: <laughs> no, he did Be Cool first, and then yep. Doom. Both not great. Yeah, John Travolta couldn't save Be Cool. But... Yeah, be cool kind of stuff. Doom was like fucking notoriously bad. Yeah, but I mean, and now he's the biggest thing ever. But so he's the biggest thing ever. So it's hard to get him to come back. But Clint, do you remember Mick when Mick Foley revealed that that was going to be his partner? And how did you feel when you saw that? Partner for WrestleMania.
1: Oh, you talk about that. I was about to say, I'm like I know I'm like I n I I knew he was going to I knew the, he was going to do it. Let's go that way. I, I knew that was happening. I knew if it was gonna be if Froley's gonna take on an evolution, I knew the rock was gonna be the rock and sock was gonna come back. Yeah. Now, dude, I wish he would have had it another hundred to make else. even six a six uh uh a, a, a six man tag. Yes, I think it would have been better if he would have, if he would also would have found another partner to make it a six man tag. But just having Rocky up I don't know. At the time, yeah. I don't know. But but after watching the match, I think if he would have found someone, a, someone, anybody, I don't know. Someone, I, I don't know. But to make it a six-man tag, yes, I would think it would have been better as a six-man, better than than a handicap. Because the handicap, you already knew Evolution was going to win. A six-man tag, it would have still would have been kept, well, who's going to win? Who do you want to win? Well, Why do you think it's going to win?
2: <laughs> technically, you're thinking Madison Score Garden, so it would have had to been like another legend or something.
0: Well, yeah, but who else? Who do you get? I don't know who you get. Cause you're and, and you're not going to have L. Snow. <laughs>
2: well, what I'm saying by another legend, like, it it could have been, it would have been atrocious if it would have happened. Well, you could have gotten Snooker. Yeah, because
0: uh, he looked up to Snooker.
2: He looked up to Snooker, and also Snooker happens to be Rock's family by. Yeah,
0: that um, could have been a good get. Yeah.
2: Or Thank you could have gotten the guy that Mick Foley inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before, Don Morocco,
0: who also went by the yeah. But then that's confusing. You have two rocks in the same band. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, which, oh, I I gotta say this real quick
2: uh, for anybody that's a fan of uh, Young Rock season two, uh, or, or the season that they just did, yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Brawler was played by Colt Cabana.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I heard that, I, I've been meaning to watch that show. I heard it's really good. Uh, I love it. That. Uh-huh.
1: That's why uh-huh. what the has not been on AEW TV. I lost interest in season one. In season, season two, I was like, kind of watching season because of the Keating show. I like the yeah. Keating show better than No Rock. Okay. I'm sorry. But... I did. I did like the highlight of the teasing Rock versus Roman's at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I heard. It, I, I hear it's it's an alright show, but I I do kind
2: of agree with uh, when it's all. I mean, only because like I happen to really like Keenan Thompson. I like Keenan too. So. And I think he's funny in just about everything that he's in. Like, uh, he was in Clifford. He was the doctor in Clifford the Big Red Dog. The movie? In the movie, yeah.
0: Did you watch the movie? No, I watched the preview. Oh, okay.
2: He was the doctor, and then Clifford gets on the scale, breaks the scale, and Keenan goes, or uh, Keenan goes, you know, I think we're just going to write down heavy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is a good line. Uh. One of the things I remember when Rock came back was the, they did the This Is Your Life oh again. Oh my god. Except Rock did it for Mick.
1: Yeah.
0: This one, I mean, it was not the highest rated segment of all time, like the first time, but I thought this one was actually pretty good it was still. It
2: funny because they got the old lady that uh, uh, owned the... I think she owned the house that Foley and his friends jumped off of. Yeah. Or she owned one of the houses. She was a neighbor or something. And she would always bake them like cookies and pie and shit. Yeah. Uh, oh. Which is, you know, it's funny, you know, you jump off you almost kill yourself jumping off a fucking roof. Oh boy, come here for some cookies. Uh, and then uh, Jimmy Snooker came out and then the old lady started uh, flirting with Jimmy Snooker. And then they had that critic come out who what a poindexter.
0: Yeah, he was a dickhead.
2: And he's just and then uh foley gives him Stocko and then evolution comes out and beats the crap out of him.
0: I mean it's not the worst This Is Your Life segment.
2: No, the worst This Is Your Life segment obviously is Poor Alexa. To be honest with you, as much as that segment sucked, mm-hmm. I think that Mick Foley doing the This Is Your Life segment for John Cena was worse. What was that? 2011 before Survivor Series.
1: Oh,
0: that
2: was Foley's uh, reintroduction back in the company.
0: Okay. Oh, Yeah. I don't remember that
2: one. After serving a three-year prison sentence in a company they used to tape in Orlando.
0: MLW? TNA. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, Yeah, but that Alexa one was really bad with Bailey. Yeah. That shit sucked. Oh my god, Now was... And I love like, and she's a great promo, but that like that's like when it's like those script writers like they suck ass. Uh yeah, so Rock came back. The match itself now the one story I remember hearing about this is Mick Foley went to Austin who was there and he he ref the Goldberg match and he said, What did you think of the match and uh Austin didn't like it. Austin thought it was mediocre. Now, I agree that there's a certain there's a couple things about the WrestleMania match that didn't work. Now, first of all, if you just look at the match and you look at it on paper, that's like a Hall of f- Fame in its own. That's a class. That's yeah. a Hall of Fame class. That yeah. is like the greatest assemblage of talent in a ring at once. Flair, like every one of them are legends. Rock, Foley, Randy, Batista, Flair. It's fucking crazy they got all five. I mean, I know Batista and Randy are young there. They're not quite where they are now, but like, it's nuts. Now, a Three couple different eras. Of the, the match didn't work for a couple different reasons. One of the reasons, I believe, was the wrong team won. Especially if you're going to have Randy win the ultimate payoff at Backlash, you've got to give Mick the moment here. I know Mick didn't want to win, and he wanted to keep Randy getting steam and beating him every time. But the one thing this feud is missing is that big moment for Mick where he wins. R- r- the Rumble's that moment. You could have done it. Especially when, in New York. Well,
2: and here's the reason why. Cause like you wanted to still, even though Mick or Randy got the win, you still wanted to plant that seed of doubt to where like oh right it was a three on two handicap match against the author of children's books and a Hollywood and a Hollywood actor. Yeah. So like I think that's why they did it. Yeah. Either that or like they probably you know tried to convince the old saggy tits saggy tits Flair to. Take the fall and he's like, Fuck you, I ain't doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna say i never wrestle.
0: <laughs> uh don't give him ammo <laughs> I
2: was just don't load it. Uh, do do And why actually I
1: just touch. Just keep
2: yeah. on moving, honey. Yeah. Uh oh wait, it's Toledo. Anyway, uh <laughs> no, that's her sister. Uh <laughs> but
0: the the match suffered from a, that. And I think it also suffered from the fact that this really was a blood feud and this, and before the, like all everything leading up to this, you think you're going to get Randy and him in a hell and a cellar in the hardcore match at WrestleMania. You don't do a three on two handicap with the spectacle of the rock. And you got Ric Flair, and Batista, this was kind of a blood feud, that led up to not a blood feud match. So I think that's one of the reasons it didn't work too. This was just a kind of a regular, you know, everyone player got to do his woo and shit and fucking rock got to jump around and like everyone got their spots, but it wasn't like a, a blood feud match, you know, where it's like Randy's got to kill Mick and Mick's got to kill Randy. It wasn't one of, we got that the month after. Right.
2: And you could just tell too, rock was so out of shape in this. I mean, he was a little chubby, yes. Yeah. Well, not even necessarily chubby, but he had he no sweating. endurance.
0: Yeah, he was sweating hard. Like he
2: hit the DDT and it takes it out of him. Like like he hit a couple of his big moves and then afterwards you could just tell how winded he was. And it's just like, dude, you're the rock. You're <laughs> supposed to be an endurance machine. I what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you get this uh Do you get this winded after two minutes in the sack with your wife? (laughs) What the fuck here? Like, dude, I would kill to have that fucking body. His
0: wife, sir. Moving on. Please. (laughs) No, but to me, I still look back and I like that match. Based solely off spectacle. Yeah, because I can still watch that match and have fun with everything that goes on it. It's a fun match. That WrestleMania was the first WrestleMania yeah. to
2: go
1: past four hours.
0: Yeah, because that WrestleMania
2: was actually scheduled to go from seven to twelve. That's still one of my favorite mm-hmm. WrestleManias. Yeah, I remember like no, that's like
1: the first WrestleMania was four hours was seventeen.
2: No, this WrestleMania went over four hours, Clintus.
1: Oh, oh! You mean forward? I thought you said we're we'll scheduled to go four hours. Like, yeah. No, so scheduled to go five. Oh, wow.
2: They scheduled it to go five, Good. and it was funny because uh, we didn't uh, like we didn't know we were ordering it, and then uh, mom told you and I and uh, you and I one day at the dinner table, like a couple of days before, she goes, "Oh yeah, we're getting WrestleMania on Sunday."
0: Yeah.
2: Eh? And she's just like, "Oh yeah, it was your grandfather's idea." he wanted to
0: he wanted to see it yeah
2: he wanted to see it he paid for the whole thing um uh, well,
0: that, that ain't no peacock subscription That's no no that was a 50, $50, $50, yeah definitely. yeah
2: exactly that was about it, well because that was still around the time where most wwe pay-per-views were still clocking in about oh, 39.95 but wrestlemania was 50 right so grandpa's wow. just like, fuck it, I really want to see this, because he, he wanted to see Benoit and Guerrero have their moments.
0: Yeah, they did.
2: Uh, so, he's just like, oh no, we're, we're ordering it.
0: It was a stat card. yeah, And it was a damn good card. And, uh, yeah, but we, we got to get into the, I mean, the Backlash match, I mean, was there a lot of build-up after the WrestleMania match, or was just more Peter you know, Coward and beat, Evolution beating up Mick Foley? Ah. Uh. Heading towards the backlash match, it was,
2: uh, you know, that's when Mick started saying, st- uh, you know, saying he was going to bring back the Cactus Jack persona because he knew that Cactus Jack could handle Randy Orton. Uh, yeah, and Randy Orton had a, a
0: tonsillectomy. Yeah, I forgot. It's not Mick Foley versus Randy. It's Cactus, right? Which, well, yeah. it was that
2: because when I think Cactus Jack, I think you know the music you know that you played at the beginning of the show here.
0: Yeah. All
2: right, but like they still had the Foley, you know, mankind wreck music and all that shit. I mean, yeah, he came out in Cactus Jack attire, but
0: yeah. But
2: no, it was. It was such, and then, like, they did this thing, because I, cause I remember the Raw before Backlash, they had that big eight-man tag, which is the first time Evolution, ever, first and actually only time, All evolution, evolution was there? in an eight-man. Really?
0: Uh If wow. somebody
2: has a different proof, uh, you know. Send it to me or whatever. I mean, send it to me. Send it to me off air so I can take credit for it on air. But, oh.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> um, but no, I'm pretty sure that that was the only time on television all four members of Evolution team that, like, they've done six-man.
0: Yeah.
2: But I think this was the only time it was ever an eight-man with all four of them. You could blame.
1: That is absolutely yeah.
2: It was Triple H. It was all four members of Evolution versus Cactus Jack, Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, and uh, another one of your boys, Shelton Benjamin.
0: Fuck yeah, I remember that match. Uh, Now the Backlash match we've reviewed it on the show. Uh, We did Backlash. Uh, But this is probably one of the greatest pieces of wrestling art. When they say hardcore isn't wrestling, you show them this. It's one of those matches. It's it's storytelling. It's uh, brutality. It's, you know, it's the, the story of just, like, an old man fucking clinging on to it. And it's like, I'm not going to let this young fuck, you know, humiliate me. And then it's like a young, brash, you know, he can't win on his own. But now he's, like, in the lion's den. And he's really got to fight against this, like... Kind of like sadistic alter ego. Like, it's just everything about this match is perfect. It completely stole that show away from. And I love that backlash match of Sean Benoit and Triple H. Yeah. I think it's better than the WrestleMania match. But this is still match of yeah. the card. It's still match of the night. Uh, Mick and Randy was. The, you can't deny it. It's match of the night. No, Maybe all. match of the year. And. Those two just beat the shit out of each other, and of course I wanted to see, everyone wants to see Mick win, but it made Randy look like a million bucks. It showed, okay, this kid's a little bastard, and he's proven himself to be quite the heel, but he's a tough bitch. and the way, when you saw Randy's face when he got nailed into those thumbtacks mm-hmm. with the blood pouring down his face and them all on his back, like, that, that was mm-hmm. some real shit. Right, and I think
2: this is actually one of the very few hardcore matches that Jim Cornette won't shit on. Yeah. So that's something there. Well, because also, too, he happens to be an admirer of both guys. Uh, I mean, I don't think he really talks that well about Randy nowadays because Randy's teaming with Riddle.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: He used to like him. Yeah. I'm assuming Cornette is not a big fan of Riddle. He,
2: I mean, I I'm not sure because I really don't listen to Cornet uh, Cornet's stuff that much anymore because he's just he's way too cynical. Yeah,
1: he gives me a headache.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm his son, and I and he gives me a headache. Uh, but um, <laughs> like, but yeah, like this match. That's the funny thing is Randy kept getting his ass kicked, but he kept kicking out, and he didn't have to use Evolution's help here. But this is really the match that put Randy Orton on the map.
0: It is. It made him a star. It made him a star. Go ahead, Clintus.
1: I was We are about ready to hit like ten minutes or something left. Don't we? Huh? Ten minutes okay, left on we're the show. To no, I said we're, we're running into like we got like ten minutes or something left. Smackdown was about ready to start.
0: Oh, that's true. Uh, we'll head home here. Uh, but what is this? Not one of the greatest hardcore matches of all time? It isn't my yeah. And, uh,
1: Top three.
0: Both guys looked really good. And, and this is probably one of the mixed last great matches. Obviously the Edge one, but. Well, I like Edge this one, than the Edge one, and I think uh, as old as
2: him and Sting were when they did that match in TNA in 2009. Yeah,
0: that wasn't bad,
2: actually. It actually was pretty good, and a whole Lockdown 2009 event is actually available on YouTube.
0: Yes. Yeah, Oh, not. fucking
2: a. Well, actually, what's funny is that if we want to start doing like TNA pay-per-views, they have a thing on their YouTube channel called TNA Tuesday, where they go back uh, and they'll have like an old pay-per-view every Tuesday.
0: What do do they still have the GWS thing? Or Or
2: they still have? I don't even know if TNA Plus is still a (laughs) thing or not. Or Impact Plus or whatever the fuck.
1: I, I do know they do run a pay-per-view starting at, like, 3 o'clock, right before Impact, every Thursday night on Impact. I thought they were doing so it on I, I TV. He, no, I said on Access TV, not on YouTube. I said Access on Thursday. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure about Tuesday. I don't watch Tuesday, but I know on Access TV, on, says, right before they show in, a new Impact I do. I was watching Lockdown 2004 on Lockdown.
0: Really? Yeah, we'll do a TNA show soon. I suppose.
1: Uh, Their anniversary is coming. I think 20th anniversary.
2: I'm pretty sure they have a... uh, there is a Slammiversary. Well, there's a couple of aversaries on YouTube. They, um, they just put one on there, I think.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we'll figure that out in the future. But for Randy Orton and Mick Foley, it's one of my favorite feuds. I enjoyed talking about it. Let's get out of here so quick to watch SmackDown. Oh, wait. Hold on. I got You can plug your own butt. Give final thoughts about this first.
2: I thought it was, you know, it was a really good Ruthless Aggression era feud, and it got Randy Orton over. And Mick, was, I think, was the perfect person
0: to do it. Clement, do you have any final thoughts? <sighs> no,
1: I mean, it was a good feud for what it was. I mean, nothing like... That really caught my eye and made me say, oh, gee, I have to really watch it. But Mick Foley did, I think, what Mick Foley always does is put the younger out and turn over by bringing out the best of them.
0: Eric? This feud, as we all said, put Randy Orton in the map. Later that summer, he was team world champion. Youngest youngest world champion at the time. So, yeah, this, this match basically elevated him to world title status. And he's a legend. Absolutely. Both guys Both are legends. Camping. Absolutely. Both guys are legends. And uh, this will go down as one of the, you know, best feuds in Randy's career and maybe even next all right, Doug, you want to do some plugs before we head home?
2: All right. Make sure you listen to Boxman and Smart, the wrestling outlet, every
0: Wednesday night,
2: mixer.com slash wrestling outlet, around 10.15, 10.20 is Eastern Time. It could be found on all major podcast platforms. Uh, listen to us, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, every Friday night, blogtalkradio.com slash everything unscripted for the unscripted wrestling podcast. Next week, we will be covering Money in the Bank 2016 the first ever AJ Styles John Cena match because it'll be AJ Styles birthday.
0: Yay, my boy. Okay.
2: Tomorrow night 7 p.m. Eastern Time blogtalkradio.com slash everything unscripted. We will be counting down the top 10 worst cartoons of all time. Daniel and I will be
0: Huh?
1: I'm find out who put that on that that one show, on that top 10 list, bottom tier yeah. 10 list. I'll be really upset. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we don't know if it's going to make the top 10 or not. Are you? So you're going to be on the show?
1: Yeah, we'll be on the show. All
2: right, cool. All right, so you're going to... Have, it's going to be Dango, myself, our buddy Sean from Elite Dipwood Doc is going to be with us. Yeah. And Kenneth will be there. Uh... So, kind of count down the top 10 worst cartoons of all time. Over 1,000 votes for cast for this countdown. And if Dragon Ball Z makes the countdown, uh, we're going to have um, to move. Or at least I'm going to have to move. Because I yes, wasn't going to come up with the idea. <laughs> What'd you say? Yes, she will. Yeah. all right. Well, at least he confirmed it. Uh Alright. Sunday, one PM Eastern time for the stab cast, and Mindy.
0: Yeah, we'll be doing a Johnny Knoxville movie.
2: I'm just kidding. I
0: was gonna say he didn't work. I think he shows up though. Uh
2: well most of his movies besides Jackass suck. Uh
1: This one's good.
2: Okay. Alright, and then Monday uh 7 p.m. Eastern Time? Yes. The Web
0: Cave. Yes, we will be entering the Web Cave, me and Bobby, uh, your source for comic, uh, superhero, all that uh, news. And uh, we're also going to be ranking the Batman. So we're going to be talking about Ben Affleck. Extensively. Yay! Everyone loves talking about Ben Affleck.
1: Then
2: make sure, you listen, or make sure you check out Sean uh, FedShack on Elite Diplodoc on YouTube and Sneaky SneakyFetty on Twitch. Yeah, he's great. Check out our eBay store, DDE Collectibles. Uh, we got some uh, nice stuff up there. We got some Hasbro. got some Batman figures. We're going to be putting more stuff up on Sunday. Uh, if you leave us in negative feedback, we will block your ass. Uh, <laughs> And I I think that pretty much does it. Clintus, go enjoy yourself some SmackDown. We'll see you tomorrow night when Dragon Ball Z makes it that top ten worst. It
0: better it's not. Enough. Yep. see everybody next week. <laughs> and the Old School Wrestling Group. Everybody, have a good one. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Have anyway. a good You too.